Alright, welcome to the Lift San Diego podcast. I'm your host, Wesley Guest. Here we talk about everything San Diego, like where to eat, sleep, drink, work, live, and play in America's finest city. So, maybe you're a homeowner. Maybe you're currently renting and thinking about becoming a homeowner. Or maybe you and the family are bursting at the seams. It's time to sell that two-bedroom condo, move to the suburbs into that four-bedroom dream home you and your family have been talking about. It's not really a secret at this point. Real estate in San Diego and just about everywhere else in the country and even outside was absolutely on fire in 2020. Homes hit the market and sold in usually a matter of days, sometimes hours. We saw homes getting 10, 20, even 30 or more offers in some cases. Crazy. So what is 2021 going to look like as far as real estate? There's no way this can repeat, right? These prices are ridiculous. The market has to come crashing back down to reality. Well, not necessarily. I'm going to talk about exactly what I expect 2021 to look like. So if you're considering buying or selling any type of real estate in 2021, this is going to be for you. All right, what is up, everyone? I'm your man, Wesley Guest. And like I said, we're going to talk 2021 and what to expect or what could happen in the real estate market over the next 12 months. I'm going to start off by real quickly covering what happened in 2020. Then I'm going to cover the five likely scenarios that could potentially trigger a market crash in 2021. And I'm going to finish up the video with what to expect as far as your what your experience will be like if you're going to be in the market, buying or selling real estate, and a couple tips and recommendations from me. This is going to apply to buying a home, a condo, a townhome, or any type of land with personal or residential use in mind. All right, so what happened in 2020? So right off the bat, if you talk to anyone who bought or sold real estate in 2020, you're likely to hear something like, it was so hard. Maybe we bid on 10 different houses. Oh my God, there were barely any houses for sale to look at. We had to bid before even seeing the house, that kind of stuff. It was busy and it still is. Going into 2020, it was already shaping up to be a super busy year. Homes were selling quickly in January and February, more so than previous years. This was primarily fueled by insanely low interest rates on mortgages. The amount of homes for sale at the time was already low. The industry term is inventory or low inventory levels. We were seeing multiple offers and then guess what? Boom, it got worse. The virus hit and the housing market not only was unaffected, it got more competitive. The reason is pretty simple in retrospect. The mortgage rates that were already at record lows dropped even further. At the same time, we saw less homes for sale on the market than normal, a lot less. People on the fence or maybe those that were thinking about selling and didn't really need to, didn't put their home on the market. The end result was we saw about half or even less than the normal amount of inventory for buyers to buy. Furthermore, the result was buyers wanted to buy the same homes and far less sellers to sell the homes. Simple economics here, huge demand and low supply. As of the time of recording this video, the state of the market is basically the same. Tons of buyers, very little homes to buy. I'm going to get into a few factors that might change this in just a second, but that's where we are today. So the market is hot. I think you kind of get the picture by now. So the next obvious question would probably be, is this sustainable? And when's it gonna crash? I mean, it has to crash, right? Well, 
nobody knows for sure. I always say if we did, we would all be rich. Seriously, though, there are a few scenarios I am keeping a close eye on that could spark or fuel a real estate crash. That being said, I don't think any of these scenarios are very likely in 2021, but who knows? I mean, who saw the virus coming? All right, so this is going to be scenario to watch number one. The Let's say the virus vaccines work and they work fast. Vaccines are already happening. I think most of us, if not even yourself, know someone who qualified and has taken the first round, maybe even completed the first round of the vaccine. Picture this. It's highly effective. We reach herd immunity and we reach it quickly. Now, imagine if you're a homeowner. You plan to sell in, let's say, 2020, but who wants a bunch of buyers touring your home during a worldwide pandemic? Thanks to the vaccine, this pandemic is now under control. Time to go to market, right? The big factor here is going to be timing. Let's say this happens around maybe... April in a short time frame, like one to two months. We normally see an increase anyway in homes for sale that come to market in the spring and the summertime anyway. That's a pretty much a given most years. Now, we could have a scenario where the seasonal rise in inventory level happens, and at the same time, we have an influx of all these homes that waited out 2020. Keep in mind, this is all at the same time. Very short amount of time this would have to happen. So in theory, this could result in many millions of homes flooding the U.S. market. I'm talking about the U.S. here, but the San Diego would be part of that. That could potentially flip the ratio. More buyers and sellers very quickly. I would love to see the vaccines be effective, but a slow but gradual inflow of housing inventory to the market would be much more beneficial. All right, so scenario that I'm watching number two is going to be the Federal Reserve or has to do with the Federal Reserve. Let's say the Federal Reserve decides it's time to slow down the market. Well, up to this point, those insanely low mortgage rates that we mentioned earlier are only possible because the Federal Reserve has been extremely busy in buying mortgage-backed securities and in addition to charging low overnight lending rates to member banks. This is the activity that drives and sets many consumer interest rates, including mortgage interest rates. If the Fed stopped buying or stops buying those mortgage-backed securities or and or they raise the overnight borrowing rates, the mortgage rates could rise and the end result will be we see less buyers. Less buyers means the supply of homes will increase. How far this would go is anybody's guess, but if that inventory supply level gets to around, say, six months, which is when we start to see the short sales, the REOs anyway, we would really see a softening of real estate prices very quickly. Scenario to watch number three. So lenders tighten up their lending standards, let's say. You may recall the CARES Act that, among many other things, allowed home loan borrowers to enter mortgage forbearance. This means if you're facing any kind of hardship with only a pinky swear regard, basically, you don't have to make a mortgage payment. And you're protected by a foreclosure moratorium all the way through January 2021 now. The most important benefit here is this prevents families from becoming homeless. That would be awful. Among several negatives, the negative I'm most concerned with here is the scenario that some banks are losing their you-know-what because they have loans outstanding with homeowners who are protected by the foreclosure moratorium. They can't start the normal process of foreclosure like they would have under normal circumstances. These banks could decide that enough is enough and make a change in lending requirements, hence making many home loans tougher to qualify for. Changes they can make could be lowering debt ratios or acceptable ratios, higher minimum credit scores required maybe, 
three years consistent income instead of the normal two, that type of stuff. If that happens, less buyers will qualify for mortgages and home loans. You would see a reduction in the number of buyers, which would ultimately start to increase the number of homes on market and prices could start to soften. Scenario number four that I'm watching is going to be the foreclosure crisis. I feel like this has been talked about and covered by so many YouTubers, myself included, that I will just keep this one brief. At the time I recorded this video, there are approximately 2.8 million borrowers in mortgage forbearance. As I mentioned in the last scenario, this protects federally mortgage-backed loans, which may make up the majority or just about 70% of all home loans from any type of foreclosure activity for at least until January 2021. And many states have included additional protections to protect non-federally backed loans as well. What this means is that at some point, the foreclosure moratorium is going to end. If that happens, all those backed up files that would have been foreclosed upon, they will all happen at the same time. Besides causing a log jam and an overflow of foreclosures hitting the market, we would see a major jump in inventory levels. It's important to note that not all loans in forbearance are in default. Many borrowers took the forbearance option doing it strategically in the case they actually do need it. All right, so scenario number five I'm going to be looking at is going to be federal policy on housing going forward. We have a new president, so policies could stay the same or policies could change drastically. Any type of change in things like taxation, maybe I'm thinking like capital gains, that type of thing, anything that incentivizes more sales or less sales could make a change. If you incentivize landlords, homeowners, things like that. So that could affect inventory levels drastically. That scenario is a little murky at the moment. As the new administration takes shape, and it's going to take shape quickly, we'll have more information on that. But keep in mind, those changes they make could have big impacts on the real estate market. Okay, so let's get to what you should expect in 2021. So what I really wanted to say here, what I really want to say is hang in there. If you got outbid in 2020 for a house, don't worry. 2021 will be better. If you have a home to sell, but you're worried about selling and becoming the home buyer. Don't worry. There's going to be more homes to buy this year. And what about just buying a new house, right? New construction. That's easier. There are thousands and thousands of new homes being constructed. Plenty for all. So that's what I really wanted to say. But balance in the market would be a welcome change. Unfortunately, I don't think that's going to happen at least in 2021. I do think 2021 is going to be a lot like 2020 as far as buying and selling real estate and the direction of home prices is going to continue to trend upward. You should expect stiff competition from other competing buyers. And if you're selling a home, expect to experience the gift of receiving multiple offers and top dollar, but prepare to become a buyer as you size up or size down on the other side. That being said, one of the biggest difference makers you can do is picking the right right agent and the right lender who are up to task in this kind of competitive market. Making sure you pick the right agent first. You need a great strategy right off the bat. If you find your dream home and 14 other buyers also find it, you need to be prepared and have a great plan to get your offer accepted. You're going to need someone who is willing to help your agent and yourself get your offer accepted during the negotiation process. If you need recommendations here, hit me up anytime. I only work with the best. My final thought on this is going to be 
if you're planning to buy or sell a home in 2021, just be prepared, pick the right people to work with, be aware of the market, have a plan. With a little bit of perseverance and a little bit of grit, you will be successful eventually. It can be one of the most exciting times of your life, actually. Alrighty, so that's my take on the future of the San Diego real estate market and if it looks like it's going to be happy or sad times for buyers and sellers. And don't forget, if you're thinking about moving to, from, or inside of San Diego, hit me up anytime. I love to help and I'm always going to be here for you. Thank you for watching or listening if you're on the podcast and check back soon. I publish at least one video per week, usually more. All right, that's all I've got for today. To learn more about San Diego, make sure to hit that subscribe button and please leave me a review. And make sure to check out and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Live San Diego, and follow me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and Pinterest. If you were even thinking about moving to anywhere in the San Diego area, make sure to give me a call, shoot me a text, send me an email, because if there is anything I can do to help you with your real estate needs, I will 100% make it happen.